This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, you know, I'm not going to ask you how you're doing. Because uh, it's the same every yeah, week. Horrible. Yeah, nothing new. Um, life's, life's boring. Like, I was going to say life stinks. Life's fine. Life's all right. Uh, the Every week that we've been doing this remote now, uh, we have to like find a way to synchronize the, the files. Uh, it's elaborate. Uh, but I... Th- I have a suggestion, which is we should start uh, synchronizing our watches, and then that way we're always on the exact same time. And then that made me think about how come nobody synchronizes their watches anymore? Because you don't need to. They're all connected to satellites. They're not all connected to satellites. I mean, I guess you only really need... What watch isn't connected to a satellite? Most watches are not connected to satellites. (laughs) Oh, is this a conspiracy thing, Tim? 90% 90% of people that I know tell their time by looking at their phone, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's all connected to satellites. Is that how that works? 90% of the people I know tell the time by checking their Rolexes, but I tend to yeah, well, hang you, out with a more sophisticated crowd. Yeah, you hang out in uh, those lounges with big leather chairs. Yeah, I hang and out. smoke cigars. I, I prefer to hang out with a bunch of oil men. Yeah. We talk about oil futures. We talk about oil pass. We get into everything. Reminiscing. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, remember when oil used to be uh, so thick you could uh, could walk on it? (laughs) The oil of today is the same, right? They haven't made. No, they probably got, you know, you got this Castro synthetic oil. Yeah, but oil men don't like synthetic oil right no i bet they They're like th- uh these hippies think they can come in and make something out of hemp they, they they throw you right out of one of these lounges you start talking about synthetic oil you ever sit in one of those big uh leather chairs for rich people yeah they're comfortable yeah of course they're comfortable that's why rich people buy them yeah are those they can't they're probably very expensive but they're probably not worth that much right in terms of raw material uh, and they'll be like oh the craftsmanship yeah i was going to say i imagine it's the the way that they're made that makes them expensive it's not i Do, mean it's not what it makes it comfortable mm, yeah i would say it probably is partially what makes it comfortable tim most things nowadays are made like shit not i only buy quality stuff no, you don't. I pretty much do. What do you I do? buy name brand candy bars. <laughs> but that's where you're wrong, Tim. The name brand candy bars are actually the worst candy bars. Well, that's not true. You want a no-name candy bar. Oh, like an artisanal thing. Yeah. Okay. Where yeah. nobody even no. knows where it came from. When I buy things, Tom, I look to buy things that will last. Yeah. Uh, spare no expense. Uh, and that applies to candy bars? You buy candy bars? A, st- a stitch in, ni- in time saves nine, Tom. Well, that's why these these nice chairs are more expensive, Tim, because they're, they're stitching them more. They're putting more stitches yeah. in. 
The stitches mm-hmm. cost money. They're not free. Yeah. Nicer I'd leather, like... you know, from like a, a cow that's nicer. Well, it's fed nicer. Yeah, it's fed it's fed, nice. it's fed better food. Right. But they still uh, kill it and rip its skin off to make a chair out of it in the end. Yeah. Which probably well, isn't. Well, you got to do what you got to do to make a chair. Hopefully they kill it before they rip its skin off. I don't know. Maybe there's like really rich guy chairs where it's like, this chair was made out of a live cow. Yeah, but then they're like, no, don't worry. The cow can't feel it. Like, it's, you know, not true. Right. The chair's you know, actually still like alive. That. Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> a chair full of organs. Um, if, they, if they're like, we used all parts of the cow, not just its uh, hide for uh, the leather <laughs> on the chair... But uh, instead of stuffing, it's got like the cow's liver and its uh, stomachs. Does it have a lot of stomachs? Is that yeah? Cow I think has they a lot have stomachs? they have like five stomachs. Yeah. Like, Where hey, I went, we've, we've stuffed this with cows' stomachs. Where I went to uh, college, the University of Maryland, they had a cow that you could put your hand inside of. Tom, that is the most perverted thing ever. No, not, I don't want to hear about your fraternity initiation. No, not that way. It was you could uh, you could it had a hole in the side of it with like a flap for students to look at how like its stomachs worked. Not look at because I don't think anything. You I would just know. feel like it's all red and, and <laughs> troubling in there. Yeah, I guess it was just it was like you could go and feel in there. Which, like, this cow must have not been into it. Did you put your hand in the cow? No, I wasn't a farming student. Well, Tom, I swear to God, I've heard you tell this story 30 times over the last 10 years. I thought maybe you at least got to put your hand in. No, why would they let me put my hand in? I was a sociology major. They're not going to let me put my hand in. I asked. Sure. There was also, it was right next door to a... um, uh, where they made uh, ice cream on campus because mm. we had a dairy on campus. And let me tell you, pretty good ice cream, very fresh. Hmm. Great. Yeah, you have a lot of school spirit, Tom. <laughs> Bragging about the homemade ice cream and the cow with a hole in it so you could feel its inter- internal organs. Uh, well, somebody's just jealous because they went to school in the big city and they didn't have uh, all these nice things like a cow with a hole in it that you could feel. Tom, my freshman year, it was 30 paces to the next corner where there was a hot dog store where you could get two hot dogs and and, uh, and uh, juice for $2.50. It was great. Oh, yeah. What was that? Papaya King? It was Gray's Papaya. Yeah. yeah. And Papaya King's special. another one. Yeah. Yeah. They should bring that they, recession special back. Well, they called it the recession special. And in the year 2000, I was like, <laughs> recession I'll never know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. What an outdated notion. Well, I'll still take advantage of these low, low prices, though. Uh, let me ask you an unrelated question. When you no, were... I want to stay on this topic. <laughs> Let's talk more about the hole in the cow. Look, I would love to. I wish I yeah. knew more about it. I don't know how. I wonder when that cow was like... When they were named in such a way, yeah. When they were like putting the hole in the cow, what the cow thought was going on. Wait, you mean they did it on purpose? 
Yeah, they did on purpose. You think they I just found this was some, some kind cow of miracle cow? No, I thought like they saw something awful happen to a cow, and they were like, "Well, silver lining here. Let's let's uh, let's uh, use it to educate students." You think that they were like midway through slaughtering the cow, and somebody was like, "Wait, wait, wait!" And the cow was spared. I, they, that's my only, lover. They had only gotten in the three cuts to make a flap. Before uh, the execution was was paused. What was your question? Oh, when you were a kid, did you ever get the impression that you weren't supposed to know your parents' first names? <laughs> no. Why? Did they yell at you when you? No, I up? just always got the impression like when anybody like called your parent by their first name or talked about your parent by their first name, that was like a secret to kids. Mm. No, but I wasn't like you were always like looking to, I don't know, you were a little stinker or you were like a little too proud of yourself, I think. What? I you think didn't you know like, me when I was a kid. I know, but I've heard a lot of stories from you <laughs> that like you were always trying to like uh, prove how smart you were and like be a sleuth and stuff. I didn't so have I could to see prove you it. Everybody like, knew. Here, Here's what, look. Here's something I don't know, and I found it out. So they must have been trying to keep it from me, and I am so clever for finding it out. I'm one of the smartest boys who ever lived. Well, I I do distinctly remember one time, for some reason, I got really into the idea of having a guinea pig. And uh, I bought a, I was able to buy a book about guinea pigs. Now, maybe I just got from the library. I think I'm no. Look, I'll find out and I'll return next week to tell you if I got it from the library or if I bought it. But I had this book about guinea pigs I was reading a lot, and a lot of it was about uh, guinea pig uh, breeding. Mm -hmm. You know, like how to breed your own guinea pigs and stuff. And this is uh, a book for children, how to breed your own guinea pigs. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it was a book from like the 50s, they they pulled no punches in those I books. Don't, and they were uh, like, yeah, farm kids will breed their own animals. It's fine. I don't think it was for kids. I think it was for uh, the, the general audience. Okay. But if uh, I saw an adult logging home with a, a, a <laughs> guinea pig book, <laughs> steer clear. It was about like how to take care of a guinea. I think my parents got it for me to be like, look, we're going to buy you a book about like what you'd have to do to take care of a guinea pig. And that's going to dissuade you from wanting a guinea pig. Mm -hmm. um, did it? No. And it, all it did was um, I confused the term breeding with breastfeeding. And I would tell it's people natural. I was reading a book about guinea pig breastfeeding. And that had to have been hugely embarrassing to my parents. Yeah. Almost as embarrassing as their son knowing their first names. Tim, this week, uh, you know, there's an episode that pains me to have to do, to have to cover this. But also, I'm shocked that we've never talked about it before. Uh, it was announced uh, just this week that uh, uh, Segways, Segway personal transportation devices, will no longer be manufactured. Do you think those two things are related? 
what to that uh, that we've never talked about it and they didn't and take then off. suddenly and suddenly they go out of business right well so maybe this episode can be kind of like a rallying cry and people will be like yeah let's support segway because we brought uh, awareness and attention to it and part of that tim part of that awareness and attention to it could be us buying an official complete guide to everything Segway for only $415.99 on Amazon with free prime shipping. You were trying to convince me, I think earnestly earlier this week to use the funds from this business from, from, you know, the, the modest money that we make from doing this show. Mm hmm. You were just like, oh, we should get a Segway. Yeah, company Segway. For what? For getting around, Tim. Actually, Tom, we, you know, in in normal times, Mm -hmm. we record at your apartment. Right. If we were going to get a company Segway, I got news for you, Tom. I'd be the one riding it from my house to your house (laughs) and then back. That's the only legitimate use that we'd have for it. Yeah, but when you come over to record, you have a few beers, and I would be like, uh, 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 "No, I'm I'm gonna hold on to your Segway, there, pal. You're no you're too drunk to drive it. Not you'll get true. it. You'll get it back next week. No, because you can freaking you can uh, you can operate a Segway drunk, right? No, it's not against the law. <laughs> Uh, it probably is. It probably is covered under the same law where you like There's can't no ride a bike. It. It's it's a yeah, gyroscope. But you can't, it, there is a motor in it. <laughs> the gyroscope. Tom, Tom, I hate to do this, but I'm pulling rank. Have you ever ridden a Segway? Oh, you son of a bitch, Tim! How dare you? How dare you bring this up so soon? No, I haven't written a, written a Segway, Tim, and I guess now I never will, especially because my business partner won't let me use the business funds to, to buy a Segway for the company to use, which honestly would probably lead us to even more profit. Mm, when you put it that way, a lot I'm of approving the, this expense. A lot of the oil men that I hang out with uh, at these lounges, Tim, they all have Segways. That's how they get there. And they hmm. just talk about how time is money and segways save time. And, and you know, it, it's a, a business expense, a nece- but a necessary one. Tom, I think we need to take a step back here. Uh-huh. And, and put it we... to a vote amongst our listeners whether or not we should buy a company segway. Tom, you see, they're stop- they've stopped making yeah. the, the segue. Yeah, so Hold it's on. urgent, Tim. It's urgent. Time is of the essence. That's not what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. They did it because there's lack of interest, because nobody buys them. Many people probably, they're not, A, as old as us, and B, into the stupid things we're in. Maybe take a step back and explain to our Gen Z oh. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue my, is my my fellow Gen Z uh, brothers and sisters, uh, uh-huh. you know what a segue is. I know because I hang out with you, but I think the rest of the Gen Z they, they don't know. So the segue, as popularized by uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop, and oh, they do know it because of Paul Blart. 
And uh, I don't know. Does a twenty-year-old know what Paul Blart is? <laughs> Who Paul Blart is, Tim? How dare you? They don't even know. Uh, and like, uh, uh, excuse me, they say on TikTok. Uh, excuse me, what is a Paul Blart? That's what they say. I can see you've been watching a lot of TikTok videos. You know all the TikTok memes now. Yeah, I'm I'm on TikTok all day. It's what we do. Um. Also popularized by the character Job in Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Also popularized by like actual mall cops. But I guess nobody, especially Gen Z, they don't go to malls. Um, it is a device that it's it's basically the grandfather of the modern day. Well, I guess not even modern day. The hoverboards that were like a fad a few years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, those really uh, died out. when it was like... Everywhere you went, was it because you couldn't bring him on a plane or a subway? <laughs> uh, I think you could bring him on a subway. I think it was just planes you couldn't. You couldn't ride him around on a subway. Yeah, but guess what? I saw some teens that were being real cool about that. Well, yeah. Flouting that. Of course. That's part of being a teen, Tim, is riding a hoverboard uh, against the rules. Yeah. A Segway yeah, is similar to that. It had two wheels, has two wheels. They still exist, even if they're not making more of them. Two wheels and then a long pole with handles. And you step onto the two wheels. The two wheels are parallel to each other. And you hang on to that uh, to that pole. And all you have to do to make it go is lean. And it, and it naturally responds to your leaning while using a gyroscope to keep you upright so that you don't fall over. That is what a Segway is. Uh, the original Segway was, uh, let me uh, refer to my notes here. Uh, I think it was about $7,000 to buy it. Which, yeah. Uh, and it could go 12 and a half miles per hour and it had a 24 mile range. And it was... Uh, kind of pitched as like a uh, a replacement for walking. So not for necess- the city of the future and and universities they said for some reason. I think they were just targeting, right? Cuz that was the main thing. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, this will this will revolutionize the way that people get around university campuses." Did they do that just to try to trick a bunch of uh colleges and universities into buying a bunch of these things at $7,000 a piece? Uh, maybe I think it's probably cause like no colleges did that. Like what college would be like, we're going to buy all of our students segues. No, but like at some point they probably thought like, all right, who has a lot of money? I think it was probably like, what is a place where people have to walk often and somewhat long distances sometimes. Mm hmm. And that that's a college campus. Like, I don't know of other places besides like, a, a, you know, if you work for like a big company that has a campus. Uh, aside from that, like where. What about you... a farm when you're going out into the fields? Well, Tom? the fields aren't paved, Tim. You can't go into the fields riding a Segway. You could if you got one of the later models that they introduced for off-roading, but not the, the regular ones. Um, and the idea was that this would be a device that you could use outside and inside because it was only about as wide as your shoulders, like a little bit wider than your shoulders. So it had about the same footprint as a person. 
Um, And I remember like the commercials and stuff, it would show this guy like, you know, leaving his apartment in a Segway, going down the hallway, getting in an elevator, going downstairs, going out of his building, going down the street, everybody waving, saying, hey, Segway guy, Uh, him giving a lot of high fives. He gets to his office. You know, the doorman says right this way and lets him in and he rides a Segway right to his uh, right to his desk. And then he gets to work making designs for new segways, presumably. Yeah, I mean, in the future, everybody, it's it's a it's an entirely segway based economy. Yeah. Uh, now, the reason one of the reasons why I have such Can I a, ask you a question. Hold yeah. on real quick. Do you think the reason it didn't the segway never caught on is because when people ride it, their pant legs would so often get caught in the wheels and it would pull down their pants and everybody saw them in their underwear. Tim, just because the Segway is no longer going to be manufactured, does that mean you can come on here and slander their good name? That is not a, a common problem that the Segway had. I've, I've, I've heard I've heard differently. I've heard that was a pretty widespread problem. Well, maybe if you're wearing uh, Jinko jeans or something. something well, this thing came out in 2001, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> well, why do you think you don't see Jinko jeans that much anymore? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Too you many. Know, what were you saying? Too many tragic pantsings. <laughs> um, the the reason, one of the reasons why I became very interested in this device was because in two thousand one, before it was like unveiled, a leak came out for a uh, the somebody wrote a book about the Segway as it was being made. And I don't know if they if it was their pitch or it was just like the publishing houses, like uh, marketing materials or something for it leaked early. And there was intense media interest in what this thing actually was, because all it was was this guy, Dean Kamen. It was the inventor. TV's Superman on uh, (laughs) Lewis and Clark. You're thinking of Dean Kane. Dean Kamen, who, uh, wh- why is this the one thing that I didn't look up? Um, he was, Tom, he was born in Rockville Center, New York. Oh, that's right near us. Yeah. Um, we should make a pilgrimage. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll probably drive by the next time I go home. Um, he invented uh, uh, the first drug infusion pump. Um, and they... And his company holds patents for the technology used in portable dialysis machines, an insulin pump, and an all-terrain electric wheelchair known as the iBot, using many of the same gyroscopic balancing technologies that later made their way into Segway. So this guy worked on, um, uh, whoa, he is also the co-inventor of a compressed air device that would launch a human into the air in order to quickly launch SWAT teams or other emergency workers to the roofs of tall and accessible buildings. Did Was that ever used in practice? Uh, it's like a, a short-term rocketeer situation? Yeah, I don't know. The, the headline for it is DARPA plots emergency man cannon. <laughs> You know, Dean Kamen, the, the, the inventor of the man cannon. <laughs> the emergency man cannon. To be clear, this man cannon should not be used for commuting or pleasure trips. Only in, Holy cow. Now I'm looking at the, the patent, uh, like uh, illustration for it. 
This thing looks crazy. Uh, it looks like basically a a version of a uh, like the way the human cannonball works at a circus, but just without the thing inside of it showing you, uh, or the thing on the outside, the cannon itself on the outside. Hmm. Um. You know what else? Uh, it could launch a man to the top of a five-story building in less than two seconds. I would imagine. Just, how would you? How do you calibrate that? How do you land correctly? <laughs> how does it know when to stop shooting the man into the air? <laughs> um, I don't how know. does it know when you've reached the roof? And how do you know that it's <laughs> not too soon? Yeah, I mean the thing about it being an emergency man cannon for like firefighters and stuff is this doesn't seem like the kind of thing you would want to rush while you're using it <laughs> and just yeah. kind of, and just kind of eyeball. I could see a firefighter needing to get to the, to a roof, but like also then you probably have this like $80,000 piece of equipment strapped to your back. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can then like break through the the roof and rescue the people there. Wait, what's strapped to his back? The man cannon. No, the man cannon just launches. Oh, it's him. on the ground. Oh. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking of it as a as a rocketeer situation. No, no, no. It's not, to be clear, the man cannon is not a rocket pack. Okay. It well, is disappointing. Well, you weren't listening to a goddamn word I said when I, I was expo- when I was explaining. No. It was like you I ca- know why? the human cannonball. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, remarking to myself about mm-hmm. how uh, in nineteen in the nineteen nineties, Dean Dean Kamen uh, looked like an off-brand Tom Hanks of the time. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see. That. Are you looking at this picture of him with Clinton? Yeah, and the one under it too. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, he looks like uh, you know, <laughs> like an impersonator that would show up at a at a party. A Tom yeah. Hanks impersonator. And you'd be like, eh, I guess I kind of see it. He lives in a uh, a hex hexagonal shed style mansion that is that has been dubbed West Wind. Wait, a shed style mansion? That doesn't that <laughs> that's not fair. You can't say that. Oh, it j- that refers to uh, the style of architecture that makes use of single sloped roofs. Okay. So that's why it's considered a shed style. Anyway, Tom, before we were talking about shed mansions, man cannons, and Tom Hanks, what were you saying about segways? Oh, I mean, I'm just, I'm so interested in this man cannon now. Can we just do an episode about the man cannon? We'll do that next week. <laughs> um, I It doesn't look like I'll have to do Nobody some... wants to hear you learn about the man <laughs> cannon in real time. Well, I don't care if they want to hear it or not. It's what I want to do right now. I just want to learn more about the man cannon. So I don't even know if they made a real man cannon or not, or if it's just I, a, I, a flight of fancy. Them. They might have made if, it. Tom, if they made a man cannon, the NYPD would have 50 of them. <laughs> <laughs> they launching him into people's windows. Yeah, we would have seen it already. They would have been like, oh, a thing? We can buy it? Oh, it's real expensive? Okay. Um, the, the, so this, this book pitch leaked, and it was all just full of... It didn't say what the segue was. They called it The Thing. No, they called it It or Ginger. Oh. 
Uh, Ginger was its code name. Hmm. Not Is that to why be you named your dog Ginger? No, I didn't name my dog Ginger. I mean, my dog's name is Ginger, but I didn't name her. The The place that I got her from named her. And then afterwards, I found out that they just made up that name. But I guess all names are just made up. So it's Maybe fine Maybe she now. just doesn't want you to know her name. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so the, the book, the, the, I remember uh, two big things in the book were that, um, or three, that they said uh, it was carried into... Uh, like a, a a presentation room or whatever, like a boardroom in just a single duffel bag and could be assembled within like, uh, I don't know, 10 seconds or something. And that the first time it turned on that Jeff Bezos gave a huge honking laugh, his signature honking laugh. Apparently he laughs like, ha ha. Like the penguin? Yeah, kind of. Now the penguin has a quacking laugh. Mm. <laughs> um yeah so that was his reaction uh <laughs> steve jobs said uh that he thought it was going to be as big of a deal as the personal computer but then later said it quote sucked <laughs> steve jobs often played both sides like oh that. absolutely like i'm gonna i'm gonna pitch this thing as like the the most revolutionary thing ever. So then, if it becomes that, I look like even more of a genius. But if it doesn't, I'll be like, that thing sucks. It's a piece of shit. I knew it was shit. <laughs> um, and John Doerr, who was a uh, originally a salesman at uh, Intel, uh, and left Intel to become an investor. And invested in a bunch of companies very early, including Google and Amazon. Maybe you've heard of him. Uh, he's worth uh, almost $8 billion right now. Good and for him. He, and he said that this was... Uh, a great so, man. So this is a guy who, again, he was a salesman at Intel, came from that to, to be a billionaire... Uh, uh, investor in google amazon a bunch of other companies yeah you just mentioned that two seconds ago <laughs> he said i want to drive home this yeah. point tim yes i've heard this I, i've heard of those companies he said after he saw ginger slash it this is more important than the internet well, this guy's an idiot he should be stripped of his eight eight billion dollars well i guess in fairness that was before he was worth $8 billion. He's probably yeah. like, this is more important than the internet. The thing I've made tens of millions of dollars from. Yeah. <laughs> I bet if you asked him now, he'd be like, nah, the internet. Yeah, that was, that was a much bigger thing. Yeah. Look at, look at how rich it made me. It made me so rich I have my own personal man cannon. Tom, okay, I have a question. Yeah. Do you remember a few years ago when Neil Young was coming out with the Pono device. Yeah, the the audio player. Yeah, and he was just like, oh, music has become so degraded the way that people listen to it through, yeah. you know, their phones and... Uh, iPods. You know, the yeah, the, the Compressed MP3s, shit. yeah. And I've invented this device, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a portable device, and, and you listen to music on it, and it restores music to its original glory, and it sounds different, and you can, you can 
you could tell feel the difference. It. Yeah. And yeah. And then he brought it around to all these like famous musicians and rock stars uh-huh. of today. Um, and like made a, a compilation video of all of them, like listening to it. And then like either like taking off the headphones or like getting out of the car that they were listening to it in. And like all these big famous relevant musicians and rock stars were all like wow yeah that is life-changing but it was clear they were just doing it because neil young was a nice guy and a friend and kind of like do you think bezos and steve jobs and this other evil billionaire do you think they were all like yeah no oh yeah absolutely it's bigger than the internet it's gonna be it's gonna be the biggest thing uh ever in in technology history and then like much like Dave Grohl when he was walking away from Neil Young, he was like, "This fucking guy, yeah, right." Looks I like a Toblerone. I don't think people did that because Neil Young is a nice guy. I think they were probably afraid of Neil Young being mean to them. <laughs> that like, if they were like, oh, "I don't know," I guess it sounds a little better. He'd like snatch the headphones out and be like, "What do you know, you dumb shithead?" Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and storm like, off. His weird like. 12 foot frame hunched over them. (laughs) Are you listening? Do you like it? (laughs) I love Neil Young. Neil Young is my favorite person on earth. But (laughs) that Kono, even I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, foolish enough to, to, to pick up one of those things. Um, you can pick them up a lot cheaper nowadays. Mm. Can you buy the music for it? Uh, right I from Neil. <laughs> you have to go to Neil Young's house to load any music onto it, <laughs> but uh, but he'll he'll be happy to do it for you. He'd be happy to do it for you, but then you'd have to like sit through a few hours of him talking about uh, how compression is is rewiring our brains, and that's why we're all sick. Yeah. Also, I don't know why my Neil Young impression was uh, like a James Stewart. Do you like it? Do you like the Pono? Oh, I knew you'd like it. This episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by Saqqara. You want to feel better about what you eat, but sometimes it's hard to prepare healthy meals that also taste good. With sure Saqqara, as heck is. Yeah, Tom, you, you know it. With Saqqara, you can reach your health goals without sacrificing taste. Saqqara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. And along with delicious meals, Saqqara also has daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Tom, Mm -hmm. to boost results, try the best-selling Metabolism Super Powder. It's an all-natural remedy for bloating, weight gain, and fatigue. Tom, I I tried some of this. I could use that. Yeah, we ate some of this Saqqara food. Mm -hmm. Very fresh. Very fresh and filling and delicious. And right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners... 20% 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash guide or enter code guide at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash guide to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash guide. All right, so all that hype was happening around the Segway and nobody knew what it was. And then finally 
December 3rd, 2001 in Bryant Park, New York City, Manhattan. December 3rd, 2001? Yeah. In New York City? Yeah, so we were still reeling, Tim. And this was a, 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 a bright spot in the, in the lives of New Yorkers. I it, remember it. Was, it. it was yeah. light at the end of the tunnel. Um, That's when I was finally shaken from my, my shock and my stupor. Right, and you were shaken by the introduction of a whole new world, which was the the unveiling of the Segway on Good Morning America. I remember, I think I like, no, I don't know what happened. I guess I would have been in school at the time, but I remember like watching this live, like getting up early to watch Good Morning America, like, oh, finally, we're going to learn about ginger Tom. slash it. Can I can I tell you something? What? You're acting like this is something that swept the nation, that people had ginger fever in 2001. Um, first of all, you fell for all the marketing where it's like, what is it? Yeah. Oh, it will be revealed. Steve Jobs said, it is revolutionary. Jeff Bezos cackled like a madman, right? Like, you bought into that. But we were friends... This is kind of like the 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 beginning ish of our friendship, right? Yeah, when we were in college together. And I uh, I heard not you were the only person I heard stuff about this from. Like you would send me like long emails about like the latest developments and clues as to what it was. Um, they should have. Like, it wasn't like anybody, I was having those conversations with anybody else. They should have licensed uh, that song from Faith No More. Epic? Yeah. What is it? And then they would show it. Yeah. And that would have that would have made it. They should have played that on Good Morning America. The audience would have loved it. <laughs> um, so you set your alarm. I set my alarm and I watched it. And I had reasonable expectations. Some people thought this was going to be a jetpack. Much in mm-hmm. the much in the way you confuse an emergency man cannon with a jetpack. Well, I um, think people were like, "Well, he's done the man cannon. What's next?" <laughs> no, he hadn't done the man cannon yet. The man cannon was after. No. Um, Tom, I visited the set of Good Morning America a year earlier mm-hmm. um, for a much more monumental occasion. David Blaine frozen in time. Oh, nice. Yeah. When he was when put he's... into the ice block. Yeah. Man, Good I Morning was... America used to be such a good show. They would, they would do <laughs> things like that. Put yeah. a man in ice, reveal a new invention. <laughs> like it's just about the news and the pandemic. Yeah. It, it, President. If there was a morning, um, a morning news show where it's like every day we're going to have a new uh, crazy feat of strength. <laughs> Or endurance, or, or some kind of a stunt, or like a really cool magic trick, or we're gonna reveal a new. In- <laughs> if there was a news show that had a really cool magic trick every day, I yeah. mean, like the Today Show used to have a monkey. I guess that's kind yeah, of yeah. Bring yeah. it back, and then yeah. and then after the break, we'll we'll unveil a new invention as we do every every day here on on the <laughs> the best news show that's ever existed. And that was it. Just a half hour news show. And those yeah. are the two things they do every day. 
I think John Krasinski, uh, he's going to sue you for that idea, Tom. <sighs> no, his, I don't want Nobody wanna... ever got frozen in ice on that. Exactly. I don't want to hear series. about good news. Look, I want to hear if, if one of these feats of endurance goes sideways, they got to report on it. They have to get yeah. on there the next day and, uh, you know, somberly say it is, it is our, uh. Uh, duty to inform you that uh, the man you saw yesterday that we loaded into the man cannon <laughs> unfortunately never came down. <laughs> and, uh, they calibrated that thing wrong. <laughs> we, we gave it too much power. We, we don't know where that man went, uh, but we fear the worst. Um, <laughs> Do you think we'll ever shoot somebody? into the sky so with so much force that they'll never come down no because if you did that they would uh, you know think about a rocket ship tim like if you shot somebody from a catapult or something they would just get like flattened before they even got launched no if they came up with different technology yeah, maybe if they had like a man cannon that was like, I don't know, thousands of feet tall. So it could yeah. like ramp up to that speed. Yeah, I don't uh, know. But then I you got to find the first person that wants to get launched into space. Tom, if you put a, a, an ad and said, would somebody like to be shot into the atmosphere where, th what, where they will disintegrate? Mm -hmm. Within 24 hours, you'd get thousands <laughs> Of people begging yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to be shot to the atmosphere right about now that would <laughs> be an improvement to things um so that was the big unveiling they they started selling segways the next year like i said they were eight thousand dollars seven thousand dollars um the guy who wrote the book about uh the codename ginger steve kemper I don't know why he wrote this book. He has two other books, and they're both like uh, historical nonfiction. Mm. But anyway, uh, I'm sure he made a. I think he got like a huge advance for that book. So good for him. He uh, he really uh, pulled one over on them. They did this thing that I find so fascinating. What's that? And it's it's because a book is a failure, right? The book was called Codename Ginger, colon, mm -hmm. the story behind Segway and Dean Kamen's quest to invent a, a new world. Yeah. And then the paperback edition was called Reinventing the Wheel. Right. They changed the name of the book for well, the paperback release? I think that the hardcover might have come out before the like the Segway itself came out, or like it came out as it was revealed or something. Yeah, but so what? Yeah, so what? Once people knew what the Segway was, once they had swept the nation, they knew it as the Segway, not as codename Ginger. Yeah, but then it says the story behind Segway. Yeah, well, they changed the subtitle. It because now it wasn't about the secret anymore. It was about how it's changing everybody's lives currently. No, it was the same book. They just changed the, instead of a hardcover. I hard know, cover, but society had changed. Society had started becoming Segway centric. I recall, yeah. Um, actually, Tim, unfortunately, uh, a relatively small number of Segways were ever sold. Uh, the estimates are about one hundred forty thousand units 
were sold. That's more than I expected. Like, wait. Really? Over of, like 20 years? Oh, I thought you meant like of that first. No, month. like ever. Jesus. Because <laughs> um, they came down in price too, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it is maybe it is just that first model because it does say uh however the se- yeah i yeah i'm wrong cuz then it does say however the segway pt only made up 1.5% of total company profit huh. that so, was yeah. the uh the special model that was half Segway, half PT Cruiser. <laughs> well, you have to remember, Tim, that PT Cruisers were also sweeping the nation at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, yeah, Tim, Segways did later come down in price. In fact, there's a Segway right now that's only $415.99, and it's available with free prime shipping. Sorry, Tom. Cannot authorize this Now, l- let me be clear. This Segway that I'm talking about uh, is more akin to a hoverboard. Oh, well, then why would we want that? Because, listen, you idiot, I'm not done talking. It's got bars that go up to your knees, but you can also buy an accessory for only six, $60 that, look, you know what? I'll buy the, I'll, I'll spring for the $60 accessory that adds a handlebar to it and makes it a full-on Segway. Mm. Okay. You can also buy a kit that will turn it into a go-kart. So there's something I for everyone. You could buy a kit that would turn it into kit, and then then I'd be on board. Why don't they're, they? They're why kind don't of they invent a freaking night rider instead of this trash. There kind of is something like that, Tim. There's a version of this uh, uh, Segway Mini Pro. It's called that. The top part, instead of being like a knee bar for your knees, um, it's a robot. Hmm. And then it can you know just walk around okay. and be like, "Hello, Tim." What does it do? Is it smart? Does it have like... <laughs> you sounded scared when you... Is it smart? Yeah, I mean, the last thing you want is a, a robot that can think like a smart human. Yeah, well, especially if it can get around on its own. Yeah, exactly. And you can't and you can't even knock it over because guess what? It's got a gyroscope inside of it. But it can knock yeah. you over because it knows exactly. you don't have a gyroscope. Before we know it, he'll be loading us all into man cannons, <laughs> shooting us into space. Enter the man cannon. We must perfect the man cannon. Um, so the the reason there are a few reasons. Oh, I also want to say first that uh, this guy Dean Kamen, the inventor, he invented before this uh, this thing called the iBot wheelchair, which um, is crazy. It's basically like, uh, I mean, it's a wheelchair, but it can, it has like a, like a triangle of wheels. It has like three wheels on every side, on both sides. No, three wheels shaped like a triangle. My friends, this man claims to be an innovator. (laughs) It seems what he's done is invented the tricycle. Uh, Yeah, well, then he would come back and show you the man cannon. He'd be like, well. Yeah, I guess nobody's invented that. <laughs> the so the wheels were in a triangle on both sides and they could stack the, you know the whole thing could kind of extend, it's hard to describe, and stack the wheels on top of each other. Mm. So you could be in a wheelchair, but you could rise up to standing height because it was able to balance 
on those two wheels. You could also. I'm go- looking at a picture of him with uh, Slick Willie yeah. uh, in, in the Oval Office. You could also use this wheelchair um, going backwards to go upstairs because the, the three wheel design, it could kind of like turn. Mm-hmm. So you could uh, uh, go upstairs in a wheel. So like a wheelchair that let you go upstairs and also stand at full standing height. Uh, that's huge. Like that, that makes things way more accessible. Yeah. If he, and he invented that and brought that to market in 1996 or something. Yeah. But I've never seen one of those things. Exactly. It I, didn't I imag- work. It was vaporware, Tom. No, it probably worked. I imagine maybe like the battery didn't last long or it was like insanely expensive. But the thing was, there was all this uh, hype and and uh, predictions around what ginger slash it would be. And meanwhile, it turned out it was like, oh, it's just kind of like a version of this wheelchair that he's already shown off, which in hindsight uh, made a lot of sense. And to be fair, a lot of people at the time even were like, oh, it's probably something like this mm-hmm. just for people that uh, don't necessarily need a wheelchair. But anyway, Tim. He was like, forget the disabled. I'm going to sell to the able-bodied. Yeah. More of them. This came in as, a, as a, at his heart, a businessman. Of course, Tim. He didn't. You think he bought a shed-style mansion by giving things away? No. Uh, th- so Segways became really big. Uh, people started playing Segway Polo, including... Uh, Steve Wozniak, a.k.a. Woz, the uh, co-creator of Apple Computers and all-around really cool guy. Boyfriend of Kathy Griffin. They broke up, I don't know, a decade ago. (laughs) But when I was looking up Segway Polo, um, there were uh, a bunch of pictures of him and Kathy Griffin. So she did go to some of his Segway Polo games. Nice. The um, Segway Polo... Uh, started having a World Cup that they named the Waz Cup, which is kind of weird. Like, I don't know. It's fine if he was, like, putting up all the money. But if it was just we're going to name it after the most famous guy that plays Segway Polo, then that's lame. Um, But they still played. Maybe he was the best player. So it was like, no. It was like horse polo, but with Segways instead. So you'd still have the mallet and the balls, but he'd be on a Segway instead of, uh, you know, terrorizing a horse. Um, They had a World Cup as recently as 2019. Presumably the 2021 was canceled because of everything going on. That's why they went under. In 2019, 12 teams competed. Uh, Barbados won. Uh, Germany came in second. And then Sweden came in uh, third. So it was a, yeah, a real international crew. Cool. How many people are on the teams? I think five. I think it's 5v5. Okay, so there's 60 people that <laughs> participated. Let's, let's, not, uh, but let's not go nuts and act like this is something that's sweeping the, the world. What would you do if you were at the airport and you saw a bunch of guys getting onto the plane they all had segues? You'd be like, whoa, this is going to be a cool flight. <laughs> no, they can't do anything. They yeah, they could take them out. They could ride up and down the aisles if they wanted to. Mm, I would be I would be worried about somebody carrying on something so heavy that they could <laughs> bludgeon someone to death with. Is that what happened? Too many people were committing 
murders by uh, bludgeoning people to no. death with the Segway? No, Tim. They don't want you bringing real heavy things on the plane because the plane has to fly in the air. Yeah, but they let you put things in a in a suitcase. Yeah, one suitcase. Yeah, one Segway. <laughs> well, the Segway, I imagine you would have to bring in uh, into the cabin because it has big batteries in it. Right. And you can bludgeon someone with it. Sure. I mean, that's not why they would have allowed it. No, uh, but that's what, that's why I would have been scared. You asked how, what, how I would have reacted. I would have been terrified. Um, Segway started falling on hard times a few years ago because they got this new owner. Uh, and Are you getting choked up, Tom? <laughs> a little bit, Tim. Because they got this new owner, and unfortunately, he died on a Segway. Oh, yeah. He uh, he Segwayed right off a cliff or something, right? Yeah, he Segwayed right off a cliff, which is... Uh, That's terrible. Not good for sales, I would imagine, not either. Good for sales and not good for, their, for you know, that's a, it's a terrible way to, to die. Uh, his name was uh, Jimmy Hesselden. Um. Who actually, like when I was looking him up, a uh, fascinating guy. Sees English. He was English. Uh, he died in 10 years ago. Uh, 2010. Up again. Sorry. Uh, the way he got rich, rich enough to buy not only a Segway, all the Segways. He uh, dropped out of school at 15 to become a miner. I mean, he okay. was a miner. But then he also became a miner. Right. Um, he uh, did that for a while, but then there was a big mining strike in England in uh, 1984. So he's like, I got to do uh, <coughs> something else. So he invented uh, these things called uh, Hesco Bastions. And what this is... I don't like this inventor scene. <laughs> well, you're not going to like this new TV show that I'm pitching. <laughs> well, you can tune in for the magic trick, and then you can turn <laughs> okay, off after yeah, the yeah. first commercial break. Uh, Esco Bastions, which were collapsible wire mesh container uh, with heavy-duty fabric liner that he invented as a way to, uh, like, shore up... Uh, uh like uh areas prone to flooding mm -hmm. basic basically there's like a gigantic sandbag however what people found was why are you telling what what, what is listen, this story about okay what people found was that this thing was actually great for war it was great for soldiers because they could just bring all these flat packed wire mesh bags basically huge bags these bags are like five and a half feet tall and pop them up and dump a bunch of sand in them. And now they had like a huge like concrete barricade, not concrete, but like the same weight and density almost as concrete. So they could very quickly like make a perimeter with these things. And that would keep, you know, like uh, bullets or bombs or missiles or, or, or cars or tanks from, you know, coming in. Tanks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, tank. I don't think they were primarily worried about tanks. They could hear tanks coming. <laughs> but bullets, you can't hear bullets coming. No, not till it's too late. Exactly. Um, 
so he invented that and that made him a very rich man with all the big wars uh happening and um uh then he bought uh segway and then he was riding like you know we need to get a war profiteer into (laughs) i mean in fairness he wasn't designing weapons he was designing defense things designing women (laughs) <laughs> he wasn't designing women. No, he's watching designing women oh, he, on CBS. Sure, maybe he That's was. That's when he got the idea. Um, he, uh, yeah, he died on his Segway, they believe, because um, he was like out on a trail. And somebody up ahead was walking a dog, a dog walker. Mm-hmm. And he classic ba- dog walker situation. He backed up to make room for them to get through, and he backed up off a cliff and, and fell off the cliff. The thing that was confusing to me, and it made a little more sense the more I looked into it, is I'm like, all right, well, like he was missing, and then they found his body. I'm like, but he, like, the dog walker passed him. Did the dog walker see a guy fall off a cliff and just go, like, eh, none of my business? Um, but apparently the dog walker was like pretty far away when he saw this guy back up. So he was like, oh, I, you know, I noticed, I was like, oh, I don't see where he went, but I guess he didn't hear anything or whatever. Mm-hmm. No foul play was suspected. Mm-hmm. Although initially people thought there might've been, and, uh, the segue was cleared of all charges. Is that a joke? Well, yes and no. The Segway, they they said the Segway had nothing to do with it. Okay. I mean, I guess it had something to do with it. He was riding it at the time. But it was like he, it it was no different. It didn't malfunction or anything. Right. And it was kind of no different than if he had just backed up on his feet, not looking behind him. Um, This brought me to, on Wikipedia, there's an article of just all like, um, uh, I forget how they put it. It was like interesting death or, or uh, unusual deaths, unique deaths. Uh, the first one was uh, I, I there were so many, so I didn't look at them all. First one was uh, Draco of Athens. Draco, an Athenian lawmaker. This is during, uh, you know, uh, Roman times. Uh, he was reportedly smothered to death by gifts of cloaks and hats showered upon him by appreciative citizens at a theater. So I feel like that's something that that's history rewritten where like, you know, when uh, they, uh, what's his face? Uh, David Carradine died <laughs> and they were like, no, no, he was attacked by ninjas. Yeah. Who made it like, look like he accidentally autoerotic asphyxiated himself to death. Yeah. I feel like, that guy probably did something real bad, and they were like, "No, he was so beloved, actually, that people <laughs> that he died because of hats." Yeah, the hats that uh, a grateful nation bestowed upon him. Yeah, and I feel like in in like ancient Greece, you don't see a lot of hats, like big heavy hats, right? No, nah, I don't know. Cloaks, maybe, sure. Um, and then the other one that I saw was uh, Kenneth Pinion. He died from injuries caused by anal sex with a stallion. All right. Well, you got to admit, that's an unusual way to go. Uh, he only owned the company for nine months before he died. Uh, that's... Now, you said that kind of led to their initial downfall. That's what I think. Like, I mean, well, they also said that uh, 
like uh, people seeing Usain Bolt and George W. Bush fall off them also yeah. made people kind of like, so it's like you saw people fall off them, very, very famous people. Um, and then you hear that the guy who owns the company fell off a cliff riding one. So yeah. it's like, ah, thing's expensive and sounds dangerous. I'll pass. But like I said, right now they're $415.99 with free Amazon Prime shipping. So really, I, I imagine they pay for themselves pretty quickly if you bought one for a company. Tom, are those available at tcgte.com slash Amazon? They, they might, in fact, be available at... Uh, if I order it through that link, would that change your mind? If you get it shipped to my address... Why the hell would I do that? It's my idea. But I need it to, for the company. You don't need it for the company yet. Well, what do you need it for the company for? Getting back and forth between the living room and the office here. Tam, imagine how much quicker we could have started tonight if I was able to segue my way Tom, in. you wouldn't know the first thing about riding that thing. Get, ship it to an experienced <laughs> Segway rider. Look, we should I'll probably to... just get two. And then we can mm. we can start another podcast called like Segway Tonight. Oh, write it off. Yeah, and then it's just the two of us riding segways and you know catching up. I'm in every night, every night at midnight. <laughs> well, we need to have <laughs> literally time. asking for trouble. <laughs> um, we need to leave enough time to uh, get enough sleep before we wake up in the morning and. Have our magic show and adventure showcase. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to miss that. I mean, I'll right. TiVo it, but, you know, even then, maybe I TiVo it. Wait, you're it. not going to be the host of that show? Oh, I would love to be the host of that show, Tim, but I wouldn't presume. Yeah, we're developing this together. Oh, Tom. I, no, I don't, I don't want to be involved. I just want to watch it. Yeah. All right. That's all Work I'm interested it. in. I mean, of course, I'd love to be involved. I, have a lo <laughs> I would love to meet more magicians and inventors. Uh, I, don't I think barely... you want to meet more magicians, Tom. I <laughs> <laughs> think you, uh, you might want to rethink that. Yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, I have met magicians a couple of times. Like, not famous magicians or something, but like, you know, people you're like at a party or something, and it's like a friend of a friend. It's like, what do you do? And they're like, well, actually, I'm a magician. I walk yeah. away. Yeah, they're odd in like unexpected, in unexpected ways. Yeah, because it's always like, are you a magician? Like, that's your job. That's yeah. the only thing you do is you're a magician. <sighs> I find that hard to believe because I don't know you, and I know a lot of magicians. Not personally, but I know of them. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgte.com. You can... Order a Segway at tcgte.com slash Amazon and send it to our P.O. Box. <laughs> I don't think our P.O. Box can accept Segways. No. If you're like really rich out there and you're like, you know what? I'd like a picture of Tim and Tom on two Segways. That's worth $800 to me. Uh, I don't know. Get in touch. <laughs> uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. You can follow us on Twitter at Complete Guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. Uh, and if you like the show, check out patreon.com slash complete guide for our secondary show, Books the Podcast. Last week was a dramatic cancellation of 
the book Tim was reading, it was too difficult, Tim said. He didn't understand a lot of the words. So uh, he, he called an audible and switched to a different book. We're now covering I Am Legend. Yeah. By, Starring uh, Will Smith. By Richard Matheson. Uh, one of my favorite books, so I am I am curious to hear what Tim thinks of it. Maybe oh, my I favorite didn't read book. It. Oh, well, now, Tim, now how are people going to sign up for the Patreon? We're not going to be able to pay I'm off these segues. Kidding! I read it. I read the. I read half of it. I was supposed to read half of it. I read yes. half of it. All right, good. All right, mother. Uh, and Reddit.com/r/tcgte for our subreddit. Yeah. And there's a Discord that I don't understand, but yeah. I keep thinking I'll I'll go in there and start chatting people up. Me- people are like talking to each other all day, every day in that thing. Yeah, well, that's what it's for, Tim. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, uh, that's a complete guide. Our Discord. Uh, Tim, any parting parting words for me, our listeners, <clears throat> and the Segway Corporation? Yeah, Tom. Uh, well, I'm sad. That a business is uh, no longer an American business, a Connecticut business. An, 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 an American business is going under. They were bought um, by Ninebot, uh, which is a Chinese company in 2015. Ninebot makes a lot of uh, scooters, e scooters. Okay. Um, and despite the fact that I'm the only host of this show who has had any hands on experience with the Segway, a legendary Segway tour of Austin in the year 2017. <laughs> um, I'm against Segways, Tom. I think if you sh- if you can walk, you should walk. Was that the year we were both in Austin? Yeah. And you son of a... I can't... You did that just to rub it in. It was after I left that you went on a Segway here's tour. Here's the thing. We were in... After I had been begging you to go on a Segway tour. We were tour. in Austin to do the worst live show we did in our entire lives. Yeah. Um, thanks, special guest Dan Deegan. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a horrible snowstorm in New, New York. York. Yeah. And so they were canceling flights. And my flight was supposed to be earlier than yours. Oh, right. Yeah. And my flight got canceled, but yours didn't get canceled. And I did think while you were leaving, you did kind of act like, eh, tough shit, asshole. Good luck. Like, uh, <laughs> You're like putting not that very on concerned. Me. And so I was like, I'll show him. I will go on a Segway tour. I will I will achieve his dream. You had a place to stay in Austin. You were not like that like upset about whether you could get out or not. Tom, I was worried. I'm a nervous man. I wanted to get home to my uh my family. <laughs> my sick family. <laughs> they were counting on me. <laughs> right. uh, any last words about the Segway, Tom? I'm going to get a Segway. I'm going to at least ride a Segway. And I might get a Segway. I wish I lived. I got to move out of the city, Tim, because all I want to do is ride a Segway and fly a drone. And I can't do either of those things in New York City. I want to just go live. I want to go live in a parking lot in the middle of nowhere where I can do all these things without the fear of judgment. All right. We'll see you next week.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>